Hello, 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 and welcome to this topical life. Today, we have again the Rachel Payne <laughs> back to explore again, not only what we talked about last week, but just some things that have unfolded. Uh, definitely want the update on Lachlan and um, stuff like that. But also, I wanted to talk about some stuff with Ukraine that I've been thinking about that uh, I find applicable at this time and applicable to what we talked about last week. So I thought for sure, let's just keep talking about whatever comes up. And uh, again, thank you for the people that have reached out to Rachel and I uh, to encourage us and to exp explain how beneficial it is to them to listen to something like this, because again, we are just, you know, putting ourselves out there for a vulnerable situation, but also to share our hearts and also spread the hope and the faith and the love and build, keep building this community. So glad you're a part of this. And yeah. uh, where should we start? Like I'm picturing us, Rachel, like we haven't seen each other technically for like, oh, yeah. in person. The last time I saw you was at my house. Couch. Yeah. Which was yeah. like a month ago. I was after Lachlan's eyeball. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was it like the day of eyeball injury? Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I got yeah. to see his eyeball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know if we talked about that last time, but yeah. 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 So, so I saw you there. So I'm just picturing us kind of in a coffee shop, just catching up. And I think probably everyone listening wants to know the update on Lachlan and yeah. what is that right now with his dead body? On yeah. His yeah. Body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he, we had, sur he had surgery, um, let's see the Thursday after the podcast or the 24th. So, um, and it's now, what is it? It's March 6th. So it's about a, been about a week and a half. And, um, so we had surgery on a Thursday, Monday, we went to like occupational therapy because the surgeon wanted them to start moving it. She did tell me during surgery, she said a large piece of his bone had broken off. They had to reattach it with two screws. She had to reattach ligaments on um, one side of the other side of his arm. Cause there was two sides on the top part of his arms on the bottom where the elbow is. One side was broken off. The other side was like crushed, but she said it will heal, which I guess I kind of picture it like a crushed egg that just is still all together. And it just heals back together. She's like, it should heal back fine. And she repaired his ligaments. And so she wanted him to start moving it right away. And, um, as soon as she said he should be back to be able to do sports in three months, I was like, okay, I hope that meant everything went fine. And yeah. so on Monday, he, let me, he's just an amazing kid, but like he had a nerve blocker for two days. And then the next day, a nerve blocker makes you not feel pain. And the next day he only took Tylenol one day. I mean, one time, the next day he only took it one time. I think he's only taken it like five times since the surgery, which is kind of awesome. And then he, Monday we went, we unwrapped it and it did, it looked like a dead body's arm that was like bruised and it was scary. And, you know, I don't know, that stuff's really hard to look at on your kid. And, um, but he started moving it and he's been moving it every day and it's just getting better and a little bit stronger. And he just, it, it moves just a little tiny bit here and there, but she doesn't want him to get a frozen elbow. And so his spirits are good. I'm I'm better. <laughs> I'm better. I'm hopeful. And so, yeah, that's, it's been, it's been, I think about this, Tiffany, I guess you think about things in life that like are 
so destructive in an instant, like just the, like even the Ukraine thing, right? Like the destruction that happens in such an instant and how long it takes to rebuild that, the pain, the experiencing the pain after that, the starting to move through that healing and how long it takes for one instant of just destruction to, to heal, right? Like that's been a, that's been a little thought on my mind lately. Yeah. So isn't it weird how, like, I know back in the day they used to say, uh, you know, they wouldn't want you to move, you know, like something like that. And then when I had my hysterectomy a few, you know, in May, last May, it was like, they wanted me to walk off the table right after surgery like wow to the bed basically and I was like (laughs) dead like they're like trust me it's gonna be good and I just like I'm still on drugs you realize this right but it does it makes a difference it just yeah yeah it makes a huge difference like it takes weeks off of yeah recovery yes you're healing yeah yeah have you seen the movie the never never ending story I mean when I was 12 like yeah. Right. Okay. So it's one of my favorite movies still. And I still have favorite lines, but I remember when the little kid was hurt and she's wrapping him up and she's like, she's like, how does it feel? And he's like, it hurts. And she's like, it has to hurt if it's to heal. Oh, right. Interesting. I love that line. Interesting. Is that the, is the never ending story? Is that the one with the white, the white thing that flies in the air? Falcor, yes, yeah. the dragon, the flying dragon. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love yes. it. I always thought it was just like, yeah. is that like a puppet or what? Like, oh, the, right. Think about that animal. Anyway, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, we haven't really discussed exactly what we're going to talk about and how it's going to go flow out, but I do have some things on my heart that I was thinking about this week especially with Ukraine and how I was feeling about it. And I actually was in Arkansas last week uh, visiting my best friend and um, we hadn't seen each other in like five years. It was Mm. really, really a a much needed time, I think. But anyway, we were, I was joking around about my struggle with uh, GoFundMes because Mm. I, when I go on Facebook or anything like that, like I always, like spend a lot of money on GoFundMes and Brian's like, Oh, where's that going? Where's this, you know? And I just was just like, I'm having a pro I had a problem (laughs) with GoFundMes. Like I just, like I get sucked into the story and I want to help them. I want to help these people that have these, these stories that are like saying online and all this kind of stuff. It's like, Holy cow. And, and it's not, you know, every dollar counts. So giving a, you know, $5, $10, $20, you know, it, it wasn't so much about the money. It was more just like how much of what we see outside of ourselves in our situation, are we a part of really, or like, for instance, I, some of these people I would have never met in my whole life. Like I would have never who they were. I wouldn't know their story. I wouldn't know that their person had passed away. I wouldn't know that they had surgery, you know? And then here yeah. you are exposed to so much that I, like the, the beginning of COVID, I just started to kind of pull away a little bit because I was feeling all these emotions of what people were going through. Right. And, yeah. and I was reminded of, so 
so I, that I was kind of joking around with my best friend. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's just, I'm trying to tame myself, but my struggle is, is what grief looks like for someone who's not in the situation. How is it the person, like, for instance, we're watching Ukraine and it's going down and there is absolutely pretty much nothing we can do except two very big things. We can pray, we can send funds. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes that doesn't feel like it's enough. And I feel like that's where I've had to work through some things. And let me give you an example. So when at the beginning of, well, it was right in 2019, um, I was actually in a room with my cousin and my sisters talking about the podcast actually. And it was my cousin. He was trying to narrow down what I wanted for this podcast, blah, blah, blah. And my sister gets a call and finds out that this boy who's a little younger than Tobin or maybe Tobin's age at the time, or a little older, actually, I think he's a year older than Tobin, um, has cancer. And she just immediately starts bawling. And my sister has gone through a lot with her daughter and almost losing her daughter. So she was just automatically at that place of like feeling for this girl Mm. and all of that. And, and I thought to myself, oh, this kid's going to survive. There's just, you know, this kid's going to survive. So from that point on, as the pandemic unfolded and also just reading uh, about this boy and uh, their family and got really connected through my sister and it, you know, a year, like several months have passed by and I'm really invested into this situation and praying. I mean, just feeling it in my heart to be a part of this and so it got towards towards uh, the end of last year. Well, I guess it was in April, March or whatever. He, the little boy was getting in a lot of pain. And I was on a text thread with uh, my sister and her and, um, and he was in a lot of pain. And so I was like, well, I could probably help with that, you know, living in Oregon and having access um, to some stuff. Right. So, yeah, so, so I was like, so I was like, I'm going to do it, you know, and I didn't tell anyone in my family cause I didn't want to deal with it. Like, I just going to do this. So I went to some of the, uh, green cannabis pharmacies, you know, that kind of thing. And was like, she was looking for a specific, it's, I think it was called RSV. I forget. It's like a syringe that you can put in there syringe like where they would put morphine they would put that instead and it just they know how to they know how to regulate it but she needed that stuff and this kid was in serious pain it was I forget Mm. the exact cancer but it was like that nerve kind of like it's in your bone he just feels it in his bones you know what I'm saying and yeah I couldn't take it I couldn't take it so I would send quite a bit and then one day uh, I was in the car and I get this phone call and uh, it was this odd, like it sounded kind of like an automated voice. And it was like, Hey, or was it? Hey, <laughs> was it? Hey, Hey, <laughs> it was like, hey, what's up? hey. Uh, it was like, this is the international blah, blah, blah. We, we have confiscated your mail. We know that you have sent illegal substances over the blah, 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 and press this number to talk to the authorities to get your situation straight. Or it was something along the lines, 
along the lines of that. Did you, did and, you press the number? No! <laughs> I'd immediately, okay, and Ruthie was in the car. Ruthie was in the car and she was like, she's like, what's going on, mom? What's going on? You know how like, you just, you're like yeah. blank staring. You're, like, you're just panicking. like yeah. in your ear, just like blabbing. And I was like, I did something illegal. And just blurted that out. And she was like, what like she doesn't handle breaking rules very well so she immediately gets out of the car goes and tells brian that mom's in trouble and i'm thinking to myself okay this is how it ends i go to jail and i become the person that the person that sent cannabis to a kid and like is going to be paul writing these 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 letters in jail you know like i'm just watching my future like (laughs) unfold right and brian comes out and he's just like what did you do what were you thinking and i was just like i was like this kid is in pain and i have something that can help him and i can't take it anymore and i don't care what you think i don't care what you think i don't care um i was like i'm doing it and i was at this place of if, if I'm in a situation where I could do something, I'm going to do it to help somebody yeah. or to yeah. uh, be that, you know, and through that process and learning just maybe doing something illegal wasn't necessarily the answer, but to me, it was who's going to do it? Like who's going to step up and make something happen. And it's my job to see if I see something like that, to step up and, and to make something happen. And it wasn't just that instance, there was just several things kind of coming up and to deal with that stuff. And so my way of dealing with the hurt and the pain that I'm watching and witnessing was to do something about it. And yeah, it wasn't you take action. I'm like, action. that's your gift. Yeah. You're taking action person. Yeah. I'm a taking action person, but I don't necessarily think that that was necessarily what I should have done. And right. Right. And so what ended up happening was, is, um, sorry, this, this little boy did die and watching his parents, I watched the funeral online, but watching his parents just be so transparent and honest, I was just so freaking mad for them. Like I was mad at God. I was mad at God. I'm mad at God about COVID stuff. I'm mad about just freaking mad. Like people post stuff. I'll be like, well, I can't really say anything. Cause I'm just mad. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just mad, 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 mad. It's either yeah. you do something or I'm mad. Um, and I had to like, just, it, it was just so frustrating to see them kind of at peace, kind of like they're not at peace. They're grieving, but I had to, I just didn't match where they were at, you know? And well, yeah. Yeah. But then I tell myself, is this even my place? Like I have never even met this kid and I'm feeling like a complete loss and I'm just, just not understanding. And I had to face what I call my truth in this. And my truth is, is God, why would you let this happen? Why would you let this boy suffer? Why, why is that? Like, I just, couldn't wrap my brain around it. And there was some other things that had happened too with different people, uh, along the way. And so I kind of came to this place where God showed me, he was like, I am above this. I am in control. 
I don't need you to go do all the things. I don't need you to, to try to fix this. I, I, my hand is completely in this and I have them. I am comfort to them. I am the one that makes them overcome. Okay. You need to be honest with me. And that's what you're doing. However, as far as dealing with the situation at hand, I am in control. And there's nothing you can add to the situation that I don't already know. And I think I needed that fatherly guidance because in my life, I haven't really necessarily had a lot of that. And it felt so comforting to have that to fall into. You know, that feeling of, oh, you do have this. Okay. Not to not be honest about how I feel about it. I'm pissed off. And and I will never, until I die, never understand why this happened to this kid. Yeah. I'm not, we're not meant to understand all this pain. No, we're not. And it's not to not be acknowledged. It's, it's this, it's part of this world. And I don't care what you believe you're feeling, you're feeling the pain. So, right. um, so yeah, like it's just been, um, grasping that. And so with this Ukraine thing and it coming up, I feel very fervent and I don't even know if that's the right word fervent. I don't even know what that means. Like I feel persistent in wanting to pray for Ukraine and the people. And, but when I seeing what's online and I'm seeing, uh, the destruction and all the hell that is literally going on. I immediately am like, God, you have this, whoever is going through this. I pray that your love, that your protection, your is over their hearts, you know, and that I have to believe that they are being watched out for. Yeah. And one last thing before we start discussing whatever is that in the past I don't know if this microphone is doing the right thing. So I I'm sorry if the sound is going to go in and out, but, uh, one thing that, uh, in the past episodes, there was a girl, Alicia, I forget the name of her podcast, but it was an intense, intense podcast about how she was sexually abused and how basically it could have been a 60 minute special on Dateline or something of, this horrific situation that she was in. And I remember asking mm. her and, and several of the guests that has been on it have been on the podcast is like, why did you keep believing in God? Like what you mm-hmm. were going through such shit and you still believed in God. I don't get it. I don't get how you were like, I just don't, that's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm-hmm. how would you keep going? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and this so the, what happened in her story is basically she was multiple, multiple times as a child would wake up to her stepfather on her. And, Mm. um, and she just said, she always, she always had this feeling of like, he's not meaning to do this, that this is a very broken man. Mm. And Mm -hmm. she basically checked out in her head and not to say that she ever be, not became, she did mm. later on become very angry and she did have to work with through a lot of stuff. But I th- think that she would say that she was saved from a lot as well. Yeah. Like I even think in that moment of you saying that 
that was where her mind went to that that was the Lord's grace being with her in that moment. And which I know some people would be like, well, why wouldn't he completely protect her? Mm -hmm. Right. Why would it happen in the first place? Even why would it happen in the first place? Well, why do we know what's good and evil? Who put that standard in our heart? Who downloaded to us what's good and evil? Who put the straight line out there? We all know what the straight line is. We can look at a curve, right? So we all know. So who, right? Like some higher intelligence told us that. So we know that there's good and evil. We know that evil happens. We know that evil is not from God. We know God redeems evil. We know that Jesus was put on the cross by evil people who went to murder him. And Jesus is God and God allowed that to happen, right? Judas, his friend betrayed him, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this story playing out in Good and Evil. In fact, we all want to watch it. Like movies are made. All the superhero movies are made about the savior, right? Mm -hmm. And they make us feel a certain way, like, because we all want to feel that redemption. Every single Disney movie, fairy tale movie is about God's redemption, but there's evil there. It is here. It is there. And it's horrific. It is horrific. And God hates it, but we don't, it is hard for us to grasp. If you hate this, why is it allowed? Why is it allowed? And you know, in the book of Job, right? Like Job was going through all these horrible, his kids died. He lost everything. He had this disease and he's trying to question God and God doesn't tell him why he doesn't tell him why his answer to Job was you look at what I've done. You don't know. You don't know where the water came from. You don't know how I made the clouds. You don't know how I made the the beasts of the field. You don't know, Job, you don't know. And Job understood in that moment that it wasn't about Job knowing. That's not God's intent that we need to know of the, the garden of, uh, in the garden of Eden, the knowledge of good and evil was the fruit that they um, ate out of. And, and, and then we were, oh my gosh, there's evil before we didn't really know what evil was. And then hello, now we know what evil is and we judge. So we take now, our validation of life and judging. This is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. We do it to people. We become, that's where our self-righteousness comes from. And, and it's not humility, right? Like, and it's hard, right? It's hard because that's, that's our brokenness of human beings. That's where the fracture of the world happened in the beginning. And it's like opening the Pandora's box. Now it's all out, right? Mm. But God has a plan for every single one of those things, for every single hurt, because nobody comes out unscathed. No one on this podcast listening, not me and you. We all have evil happen to us. Brokenness happen to us. We get lost. We commit evil, wicked acts every single day, right? Like there is a plan. There is a greater plan of redemption for all these things. And, and again, we want to see it. We see it. We want to watch movies about it. We want to read stories. We want to listen to people's stories on your podcast. I want to hear that girl's story, how God redeemed her pain. I want to hear it because yes. we need to, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, if we can't 
understand the full picture of why God does certain things or let things, certain things happen. That is why the stories are so powerful because he does say nothing will be wasted. Nothing will be unseen. Nothing will be those things. And so it's just like, well, I'll take that for what it is and move, keep going forward, you know? Yeah, because what because you could like logically think, well, what are the alternatives? I could be angry, mad, bitter. I could say I don't believe in a God because he lets all these bad things happen. Then what do you believe in? Yeah, it's important to face your truth, whether it be right, whether it be asking those things. Why God? Why? I mean, God is not afraid of your questions, you know, get down and dirty and yell and curse, whatever it is, like there's nothing that can get past him, you know? And he, I think a lot of people too, uh, I've had some friends tell me, it's like, well, how do you have a relationship with God? Like, what does that even mean? You know, because we're talking in a way that's like, we have a relationship with God. We've, we've experienced things. We've kind of had to face some things. And for some people it's like, well, how do I even what does that even like, what, (laughs) like they might feel it. Like I have some friends that might feel what we're talking about, but I have had some people say, well, how did your relationship with God start? Like, do you just pray? Did it, how do you hear God? How do you, those kind of things. And the best thing I can tell you and Rachel feel free to chime in here is that you just have to keep pressing Whatever it may be, whether, you know, whatever it start with what you like to do. Okay. You like to go on hikes. You like to be in nature. Okay. Yeah. Go on nature and just ask for the presence of God and show himself over and over and over. And you'll start to recognize it. Why will you start to recognize it? Because it's you, you are him. He created you. Who created you? What created you? You want to believe that science? Okay, great. Who created the science? I don't know. I mean, it's like we could try to factualize it as much as you want. And what, and if that brings you comfort, keep pressing that. Like, I don't know, but yeah, I think truth, I think seeking the truth is what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. seeking the truth is the most important thing. And like, when you're looking for God, what stirs well, I always say I like to go places that make me feel small mm-hmm. because it opens up my heart to wonder and, and to like, wow, there is this stuff in this, this was designed by some intelligent being, not a big bang. Like it, ha- like if the way the universe was divine, like seek science truth. Cause you're like, something had to design this. Yeah. It, it, and if you, and if you listen to how like the statistics of cells and all this stuff, how it could, even if one thing went wrong, like the whole thing went wrong, like it's so perfectly designed. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I would say, I would say seeking the truth and what's cool about God too. Like when people are like, I don't know how to have a relationship with him or whatever. I would say I did not find Tiffany because I was looking for Tiffany. God found me and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. through me looking on Facebook for a housekeeper. And I was like, oh, who would use that person? I clicked on Tiffany's picture. I don't normally even do that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, she's from where? 
I, you know, we just moved from, mm-hmm. she went to the high school. My, my son was going to click down. And then I just reached out to her like, I'm like, hello, I'm not trying to stalk you. Right. Like, <laughs> and I was like, do you want to get a coffee? Right. And like, yeah. you are looking for that. Like God makes things happen too. But I mean, I think you have to be willing. You have to be willing to have an open heart, to be teachable, to be open be open and openness is like i don't see everything in the world and i probably have a lot of things that i think are true that are not true right mm-hmm. like there's things still i know that are probably narratives i believe in my head that are true because of whatever past trauma and they're not true they're not true. And those lies have power over us, right? Because we kind of make an agreement. Like if you think of lies coming in and you think that that's a spirit of darkness and you're, and it's telling you something like you're not worth it because this happened to you. And, and then you make an agreement with it. Yeah, you're right. I'm not worth it. Think how much power that has over you. Mm-hmm. And you don't even really know like that it's there, but it's playing itself out in your life. And it's very destructive. Like, I don't know. Those are just some of my thoughts. And like, why truth is so important it illuminates what's real and it's in this world where you we have information just slung out us left and right and so many things on the internet that are not true they're just to, to consume you to consume your mind your thoughts your attention your money i don't think you're going to find truth that the kind of truth you want there. I mean, there is truth there, but really seeking deep and, and with people too, mm-hmm. right? I think why wisdom, we can also say wisdom, looking for wise people. And in that, I don't know, seeking out the Lord, it's not easy. It's a journey and it's not... <laughs> Not cut and dry. It's hard. Not cut and dry for sure. No. no. It's a daily struggle. I remember uh this time where I was uh when Tobin was little, uh he was just, you know, I'll be careful about what kind of kid he was as a child because he might listen to this someday, but he was a child that was extremely active and very well at escape escaping the house. Okay. To the Mm. point where like one time he was in a diaper, he went down the street, some guys brought him home and said, we're going to call child protective services, but we thought we'd try this house to see if he belongs to you. And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my God. And here he was blonde little toe head in a diaper, but you know, like no clothes basically. And anyway, so I was just at this time in my life where it was like, just God, it was so hard, like all the time and, um, crying on the daily kind of hard, you know? And so Mm -hmm, this one time my friend Tammy was like, she was going out of town and, uh, she was like, you know, why don't you, why don't you come stay at our house? Like, just get a break kind of, you know, all this kind of thing. And so I I went over to her house and I brought like my notebook and I brought like all the stuff to get organized, you know, get my life organized, clear my thoughts, figure out you know, the meal plans, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. what needs to be done, you know, all those things that managing a house kind of stuff, plus other stuff, plus other stuff. And 
I get there and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, God, I don't know where to start. And I feel all these things and I'm just at what I think is my end. And all I heard was worship me like that. Mm -hmm. And that's not Mm -hmm. something that it's like, it's like my first thought was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Worship you. Yeah. 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 You've been really there for me lately. Let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) I tell you my thoughts are those thoughts. Right. And so I just put some music on and just started to think, and then I got into it. And sure enough, I was just like in this like zone, you know, and yeah. And I walked away from that night, just kind of like, well, I don't really know what I accomplished, but no one has to know anything. You know, this was supposed to be my night of like doing all the things, you know, and I literally Mm -hmm. did one thing, you know, which was that. And so I get home and Brian's like, well, how was it? I was just like, it was great, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like a fresh start. Like all of that stuff did not matter. Like it was like, he truly paved the way, you know, and I will always remember that because it was just, it was just a surrender of that, of the daily stuff and being in that place of such bad place, like just desperate, you know? Well, and be willing to listen to him and do what he said that yeah. felt the very opposite from what you wanted to do, uh-huh. but trusting that. And then, then you allowed him to come in and heal your soul. Yeah. And he does. He yeah. does. He really, really does. And so when you talk about doing truth, it's really testing his truth too. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta, you got to put the, tr- you got to try it. You got to try it. You got to yeah. put the, put the stuff on the line. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It is incredible what happens when you do that. When, even if it's like, maybe nothing happens, but this incredible peace, mm-hmm. when you're like, this is the last thing I want to do because I want to hold on to it because I'm scared because this is what I want. And I don't want to let it go. And you open your hands and you're like, you know what? I don't know what is best for me, but I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust that God does because he's all knowing, all powerful. And so I'm going to say yes to the thing I don't want to do. And sometimes, and you never know it's because I've done this before. And I, I will say the number one thing is I no longer feel that sense of imprisonment to my will, because I'm saying thy will be done, not my will. And that hello there is freedom in that I, yes you know, freedom yes <laughs> freedom preaching yes yes mm-hmm. so I know right and I don't know I I think in everything we've been going through I love what you were saying about worshiping because singing praises just singing the songs like about God you are worthy you are good those things that I don't even feel in my heart but speaking them because I believe they're the truth um 
has done, has, is a freeing thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the verse in the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, if you got no joy, you got no strength. And sometimes joy doesn't feel like happiness. Joy, joy and blessings feel like lots of struggling Mm -hmm. and hanging on and keeping going forward to doing what's right. That's what joy sometimes feels like. Feels great. Feels so good. Let me tell you. Yeah. 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 So in all of this too, as we're going through this as adults, what I have found as well is as far as the parenting aspect and practicing what you preach, but also living your truth and living your truth is admitting your failures, admitting at least my truth is that, and admitting my short, short shortcomings and all of those things. And so I'm very honest with my kids along the way, you know? And so I definitely want to talk more down the road with these podcasts about church. And I think that's a, yeah. a word that a lot of people are not sitting well with yeah. myself, uh, yeah. but I want to work through that. And I think that's something down the road, but when we're talking about our families and what we're going through as we're journeying ourselves and facing what's around us too, we have these families, we have these people in our lives that are watching us day to day that we're having to interact with. And we're not only having to take, giving up our burdens, but also feeling like we're carrying our kids' burdens and trying to navigate that as well. And so how is it with you, Rachel, of how do you incorporate your family into what you're feeling and thinking and all those things, if you don't mind sharing? Oh yeah, no. Um, I, I probably wear my kids out a little bit because I want to talk about the meaning and in everything and, and not just like when they do something wrong, like if they do something wrong or if I do something wrong, it's like, let's talk about, I want to talk about why, why it's not okay or, or not why it's not what it does to our soul. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I was talking about destruction earlier. And so I guess because I feel like such a mess and I am a mess and I am, I'm a weak person for all the things I want to do. I can hardly do any of it. And, and I want, and I, I guess the big thing to me is just confessing that to my kids. I should be better at disciplining you. I'm not great at disciplining. Um, I have boundaries for them, but then I just always, I'm an inf, So I always feel bad. I'm like, Oh gosh, now I understand why you're doing that. Well, let's talk about it. So I want to talk through it or whatever, mm-hmm. but then like, you know, that's just kind of a weakness of mine. Um, but, but I confess that to them. And I also make it a safe place for them to confess their stuff. Mm-hmm. I think safety is really important and for our kids to feel safe because it's the world is not safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Tiffany, I feel like parenting is hard. It's just for me, the only thing is being honest and transparent and not trying to manipulate them and not, they know, they know when you're manipulating them, right. Mm -hmm. They know. 
and, or being passive aggressive or whatever, but just trying to t- talk about things in every day and not being like, I am sick of you, da, da, da. Cause I, we, we all are sick. I'm sick of myself. Right. Like, okay. That's not a helpful thing to say. Like how, how do we just take it one day at a time? That's all we have. Right. Just taking it one day at a time, trying to be honest, trying to talk through things, trying to make them talk through things, not like forcing them, but come on, it's, this is good for your soul. You don't want to hold it in, in the dark. The darkness has power. you got to get it out, right? Like just encouraging them to do that and, and being a leader in that and getting my own, hey, I messed up here. Hey, sorry, I just got angry. That was totally not okay. You know, whatever it is. That's the old, that's the best way that, and I pray, I pray with my kids every morning they wake up, wake up, I pray over them because I believe that is our superpower it is our superpower. We are connecting with the person that can do all things more than we could ask for. And that's all I got. I, I literally have nothing else because it's all, I leave the rest up to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I think adding to that as well, just with church life and pandemic combination, I think a lot of churches are having to face the reality of church and it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. And yeah. And with that, with kids, especially one of the things that you know, like you want your kids to have a place to land, you know, as far as spiritually maybe, or like, just you want them, like, I'm a believer. I believe in God, but what if my kids don't, I mean, there's just a lot of things that you have to let go, but speaking truth to them and showing them your life. And, and especially now they are not stupid. Like I was telling Rachel, like on one of our coffee dates, I was like, someday I just, I want to create like a, something that for families that you, that you ask the hard questions and you face the hard questions together and, and recognize God together in that way, instead of looking at a Bible story, which is effective for some people, but it's not, it's sometimes these curriculums are not relatable, especially these days. Kids are not stupid. Like, it's almost like, like church sometimes can just talk very, Christiany, Christianese, Christianese. Yeah. And it's like totally like, ugh. I just, I've never been into that. It's been really difficult to be a part of that, but I've also tried and, um, it's got so commercialized. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of people mean well, but the truth is, is where is it getting us? Yeah. I mean, my God, I mean, my kids, we started kind of doing our own thing and, sitting down as a family. And I think, I think one of the greatest things evil wants to do is to, this is, is to get your family away from each other. Yeah. I think that is one of the biggest things. And so fighting against that, which is truly a fight. I mean, who wants to sit, who wants to grab teenagers to go sit on a couch? It's like moving boulders. It's like moving boulders uphill to try to get teens to, you know, sit down as a family sometimes, but just, you know, I don't really know what I'm saying, but I am saying that getting kids being honest with your kids in your spiritual walk allows them to see a bigger picture, you know, and yeah. explore for themselves. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that the more we create openness in them, the more we can fill it with truth. Yeah. And yeah, help them decipher good and evil. You know, I mean, like for me with Rachel, with Rachel, with Ruthie um, in the car, when I was just like, I did something illegal, you know, it was a gray area for me. It was truly a gray area for me. Sending cannabis through the mail um, wasn't necessarily right or wrong for me. Yeah. You know, in the end, it really, in the end, it was really about where my faith and trust was. Right. And right, so yeah. pointing that to my kid, like, listen, yeah, it wasn't the best choice to do that. But I don't, I'm not going to say I regret it, but I also, this is what I was facing. Yeah. And they leaned into that. Honesty goes a long way with kids. It, it does. Right. It does. Yeah. They need, they need to know they can trust someone, uh, their parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, honesty always is the best I policy. It's the best policy. <laughs> honesty is the best policy that's never changed yeah yeah that's something we saw in our in our schools you know i mean yeah blasted that on the wall so with all of this that we've talked about let's narrow down what we've talked about because i want to sum up this episode with just the main points that we hit it hit do you think we could do that yeah i do what do we what do we talk about I think talking? we talk about what did we talk? We're talking what did what did we talk about basically? Or talking about yeah. facing the truth about truth. Mm-hmm. I think and freedom. Facing your truth brings freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to figure out what the truth is, like because of what we believe. Mm-hmm in our heads, whether it's true, whether it's real, but anyway, yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's what, I think you're right. And so seeking the truth is the most important thing to be free. And we talked about just my, like our own personal ways of dealing with God and even approaching who is God. And what does that mean for you? For me, I had to my journey, part of that it was and is facing God with why is there this kind of pain? And I don't really know what to deal with. So summing up the fact that we don't know God's plans. Right. We do not know. We don't not know. We do not know why he lets things happen. Mm-hmm. Neither does anybody. No, nobody knows. No. You know, it's so, and he's not offering it. He's not offering Mm -hmm. that information to us right now. And it's probably for the better. It is right. Because we couldn't handle it really. You know, we couldn't handle it. There's a book called, um, the hiding place. Probably many people have heard of it. It's Corey Tim Boone's story where she was hiding the Jews and she went off to concentration camp. I recommend that book. It is one of the most amazing, amazing, amazing books. Oh my gosh. Have you read it? I read like 20 pages and then I went to a different book, but I did intend to go back. I love like historical. Well, that's historical non, no, that's historical nonfiction, right? Nonfiction. Yeah. 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 But she talks about like, I think her dad says something to her, like God doesn't tell us because it's just, it's too much for us to bear, Mm. you know, because she questions that 
in that book a lot of why is this happening? Why is the Holocaust happening? Why am I going to a concentration camp? Because they were they were hiding the Jews. You know, there was lots of really horrific things going on. And 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 that's her her journey through those questions. Yeah, that's that's faithful. huge. That's I'm gonna get yeah. on that because yeah, the pain and seeing suffering and I mean, they're saying that Putin is like, well, I think they're kind of like the next uh, Hitler type mentality, but that man is so unpredictable yet predictable yet just, he is, he is not on the right track and he's freaking scary, you know? And, but seeing those people like buckle down and that president Zelensky, is that his last name? Ukrainian. Yes, I love what he said. He's just and his wife. I'm like, dang, they are like badass. Right? Yeah. It's yes. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. For real. Yes. And look at that again. Look at the light. Mm -hmm. Find the light. Exactly. Find Find the light. light. And those people are, they're holding on. Yeah. You know, there's a unity happening and not just in Ukraine, but all over the world. Right. You know, and this it is evil the story person, of evil. yeah, this mm-hmm. evil person is trying to do it, take it down. And we're watching it play out, you know, and yeah. I have to trust that God is protecting those people behind closed doors, you yeah. know, and letting that go. So knowing that I can't just fly to Ukraine and be a part of it, you know, like that's right. Like I want yeah. to fight for that. And my fighting is, is gotta be through prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, yeah. it does work and he hears it and he sees it and, um, and to, you know, be honest with how you're feeling about it all. So, right. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, Rachel, and I'm sure we will be on again, probably not next week. Next week we're taking off. I believe, I don't know. I'm not looking at my calendar, but Rachel (laughs) will be back. And uh, thanks again for coming on here and telling us your heart. Yeah. So anyway, you guys have a great week and thank you for listening to this topical life. Spread the word, spread the hope. You know, if someone, you know, is hurting, maybe this is something they could listen to. I don't know, but, uh, I enjoy hearing your heart and all of it. So anyway, you guys have a great week. Talk to you later.